From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. As school's getting underway, we counselors are preparing for our our, our <laughs> we are preparing for our CCR meetings, aka the College and Career Readiness Planning meetings. It's a mouthful, so we just call them CCRs. These meetings are fantastic opportunities. It's a great chance for you to get to know your students, their parents. They're really awesome. Um, sometimes some people do them with every grade individually. Some people do them with just two grades by law. We're required to do it with at least two grades. Um, so I know at my school, we did freshmen and juniors were individual CCRs and then sophomores and seniors were group settings. Some schools do every single grade individual CCRs, whatever you guys do, whatever you guys do, but you do need to speak with your students individually. Now, the question is, so the, the whole point of these meetings, right, is to help kids, to help students become college and career ready. Now, the question is, what does that look like? Because it has changed so much in the last 10, 15 years, and the way we talk about it needs to change as well. Now, being college and career ready is more or less, well, let's, let's rewind. Being college and career ready is less about your grades and more about the habits and skills that you have. If you have healthy habits and marketable skills, then you get a good job. Now, the healthy habits, those are what we try to establish in our secondary education in high school. Well, good sleep habits, getting to bed on time, getting a solid eight hours of sleep, knowing when to put the phone down and stop scrolling and go to bed. That is a habit that is a must. People who don't get enough sleep often don't make it to their job on time. People who don't get enough sleep often can't hold a job. Um, sleep is a big red flag, a big indicator of at-risk students. Attendance is another big habit that kids need to establish while in high school. Showing up for school, when kids are like, oh, I just don't want to show up for school. I just hate it. It's pointless. You can kind of help them recognize, okay, Maybe there might be some days you feel like your job is pointless, but you still need to show up. If you just don't show up to your job because you didn't feel like it that day, they're not going to be understanding. That's when you get let go. That's when you that's when you get fired. And so attendance is a big, big, big indicator um, of future at-risk students because, again, if you don't show up, how can you learn? And if you don't show up, how can you improve yourself? And that translates directly to jobs. Um, another big one is time prioritization. Um, prioritization. That's a hard one to say. Um, anyway, but our time management skills. How are we going to prioritize our time when they're doing homework? I mean, especially when you're in high school, you got six to well, you got you got seven to ten classes depending on what your schedule is. I grew up in San Juan County where we just had a set same seven classes every single day. And then in Tooele County School District, where I work, um, they have a five by five schedule, and they go A day, B day, A day, B day. So you have your first, you have ten classes altogether, but you have in between seven to ten classes. So you have seven to ten classes worth of work that you have to prioritize. 
You know, what when are your big projects due? When are your little stuff due? Keeping track of what's due, what's most important, what takes the most time to knock out, and completing all of it. And obviously, they're not going to complete all of it. Sometimes they might forget something, and that's why they're in high school. They're here to learn that skill, learn that habit. Um, punctuality is a big one. You got them to school, but what about tardies? Why are tardies important? Well, and why and why is uh, accountability for them important? So uh, sometimes parents and people want endless forgiveness, right? Well, they were late. Please be, you know, don't don't hold it against them. Whatever the set punishment is for excessive tardies, please don't use that. But if we don't hold kids accountable for their actions, then it's going to translate into real life. And they might not feel like that they're accountable for their actions later on. And that's not being career ready. You know, if they can demonstrate they can make it to their class on time, they can demonstrate that they can be goal-driven, that they can go and accomplish a task, that they can go and do what's expected of them, and I have to be reminded 15 million times. Um, getting things done on a deadline. This is a big one. This is a big one that um, there's a lot of controversy around. Uh, homework. A lot of people uh, are not big fans of homework. I personally am not a big fan of homework. Um, not a big fan of how they go about homework, I guess. Um, that being said, I do feel like homework is important because in the real world, in your jobs, in our, our careers, there are deadlines. There are things, excuse me, I'm yawning. There are things you have to get done at a certain time. And if you don't get it done by that time, then there might be consequences. Um, there are a lot of districts who have very lenient homework policies, which has its purpose. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of kids who are economically disadvantaged, who have really tough home lives, who um, are academically disadvantaged. You have your IEP kids and your 504 kids um, and just kids in general. And so there are some policies where you can turn stuff in up to two weeks late and still get credit and whatnot. But Regardless of what policy your district has, at some point, that is no longer worth anything if you turn it in too late. Now, let's say, you know, it's the end of the quarter, you've turned nothing in, and you have all zero percents, you should just give up, right? Wrong! Of course, you should go talk to your teachers and see if you can turn anything in. Of course you should. And that's actually another habit that's preparing you for your college life, for your career in college, but for your career life, is communicating with others, communicating with superiors, with your leaders. Another yawn, excuse me. Ugh, sorry, it's not like I have a seven-month-old or anything. <laughs> um... But communication in the real world, you're going to have to talk to your superior sometimes. You're going to have to bring up concerns. And so if you have a grade that you don't feel like is fair or if you need help or anything like that, learning to communicate with the teachers is a big one. That's a big habit you need to develop in your in your secondary education in high school. That's terrifying for some kids. And unfortunately, so many times, mom or dad swoops in and does it for them. Now, mom and dad, I know you love your kids so much, and I'm not against you helping them. I'm not against you coming in and helping them and being there with them and saying, hey, Sally would like to talk to you about something. And then Sally's the one who does the talking. But when you go in there and, you know, helicopter in and bulldoze over your kids' problems for you, you're only putting them at a disadvantage. They need to struggle. 
They need to be in some uncomfortable feelings and some uncomfortable situations so that they can grow, so that they can continue to improve, um, and so that they can learn these healthy habits. Now, all these habits are good, but we need to remember it's not just in academics that we learn healthy habits. There are multiple facets within high school that teach us healthy habits that make us career ready. We have extracurriculars that help as well. In your extracurriculars, in your sports, and in your drama clubs and everything else, you learn how to work as a team. You learn um, time prioritization. Um, I already said that. Um, um, accomplishing goals. That's a big one. You know, teams all have goals, right? Most of the time, they're to win, <laughs> right? We want to win state. But then, interesting enough, teams come up with many steps to accomplish those goals in order to win state okay we need to have x amount of reps after practice we're going to go do sprints we're going to go do hills we're going to go lift you know they're willing to do the little steps in order to get to the big goal that helps you in your career as well you're going to work you're going to work in teams you're going to be able to know how to delegate um responsibilities as a leader and then you're also going to need to learn how to accept those delegations from your leader so that you can accept, okay, this is my job. I'm going to stay in my lane and do my job and let my teammates worry about doing their job. And working as a team at a high school football team or a volleyball team or your drama team or whatever, that is teaches you those wonderful, wonderful team working skills. And it's not just sports. There's so many different clubs and high schools I 100% believe that there's a club or an extracurricular activity for every student out there. Also, these, these clubs, activities, these extracurriculars, it teaches you how to present yourself as well. And not saying that appearance is everything, but you do need to dress to impress when it comes to your career. You want people to take you as a professional, and it helps to dress professionally. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have your own flair. You can't have, you know, your your hats or your graphic t-shirts or your shorts or whatever. But being well-maintained, being well-groomed, being able to present yourself in a professional way and extracurriculars, it helps you with that. You know, even in sports, we're hot, sweaty, gross, trash when we're when when, when we're when we're in athletics, but we make sure that we have our we have our uniform, right? In football, you don't play without a jersey on. Wrestling, you don't. You, you always have the right singlet. Volleyball, you have your your uniforms, your your everything. Like you, you learn how to present yourself still, um, and then communication within an organization, right? If teammates have issues, they talk to their captains, and then captains talk to the coaches. And if coaches need something done, they'll tell their captains, and then the captains will relay it to the rest of the team. Little do you guys know that you are preparing students for the future with their extracurricular activities. And then the thing I like most about extracurriculars is the leadership opportunities. Most kids say they don't want to be leaders. A lot of, a lot of shy kids are like, I don't want to be a leader. But then given the opportunity and given the space to be a leader within an extracurricular, so many kids find out, holy smokes, I love being a leader. Now, don't get me wrong. Not ever, not everyone can be leaders. We need followers. We need leaders. But everyone can be a leader in different situations and scenarios. I believe that everyone is going to be a follower sometime in their life and everyone is going to be a leader in some time of their life. And we need to be prepared 
to be either one or both of them at any given point. We need to be good leaders. We need to be good followers and extracurriculars help with that. So anyway, those are some of the ways that high school gives us those good habits to be ready for a career. Now, like we said, being college and career ready, it's not just the habits. You need skills, um, marketable skills. That's what jobs are. Mark a, a skill, someone paying you to do something, a marketable skill. Um, high school gives you baseline skills, right? Depending on where you are, you have access to certain, you know, like here in Tooele County School District, we have the technical college um, that you can take while you're in high school. We have concurrent enrollment classes. But um, I'm so sorry. I've yawned like five times in this podcast episode. This is crazy. Um, It's been a long couple of nights. (laughs) Our kid is teething, actually. Okay, side note. I have a son month old that's teething. So, yes, I will be yawning from time to time. But it's okay. Anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> high school gives you baseline skills, and the opportunities you have in high school can can give you more skills. Uh, for example, if you have technical colleges or something like that in your area, then you can get certifications while you're still in high school, often for free, because they offer it to high school students at no cost, because they know they have a lot on their plate, and it helps. It really helps. You know, we're we're trying to reinforce good behavior. We're trying to reinforce healthy behavior and furthering your education is very healthy behavior. Now, um, we can acquire these marketable skills because in, in many different ways, after high school is when you get most of your marketable skills, right? High school, you get some, some have more access to others, but after high school is really when we pursue those skills and we can acquire those skills in a variety of different ways. Now, the past 20 years or more, past 50 years, we have really been putting university colleges on a pedestal because that's how it was, right? You get that diploma that is life changing. You have access to money and jobs and things you would not have access to without that piece of paper, without that diploma from a college, without that college degree, That is not necessarily the case anymore. There's lots of different pathways to success and we need to be mindful in the way we talk about those pathways around the students because one is not greater than the other. And let's dive into and talk about, talk about a little bit. So one pathway, we have technical colleges. These are not tech schools. They are technical colleges. They're on the same level as colleges and universities. And we need to change the way we talk about them. At my school, I have a coworker who, bless her soul, she would refer to tech schools as well. You know, they can always go to tech school if they don't, if they can't make it to college. Like they always talk about it as some belittling plan B when it is actually a very viable plan A. Technical colleges, they allow kids to gain marketable skills and then go straight into the workforce. They don't waste tens and thousands of dollars on tuition and housing. They're able to get their skill in a couple of years, mind you. It doesn't take them four years. It takes them a matter of months, a year, 18 months, something like that. And they're able to get a certification and a course and get, and, and have a marketable skill. Again, a piece of paper saying that you can do something and go out and work. Um, for example, we have a part a composites and manufacturing program at the Tula Technical College. And everyone who completes the compositing and manufacturing program, they 
earn as part of completing the program, they get interviews to different engineering firms like Boeing. You know, Boeing makes planes, sends crap into space sometimes. Um, they get interviews with companies and then they can be let on as an intern. And then as after being an intern, you get a paid position. And then oftentimes after you have gotten a paid position, starting salary, very competitive, they offer to pay for your continued education. They offer to pay for you to go to a university and get a bachelor's degree so that they can pay you more. But it looks good to them if more of their employees have degrees. And so that's just one way that you could go to a technical college and still have a fantastic career without having to spend near as much money. Another thing um, is computer programming. That is a very marketable skill. Computer programmers get paid very, very well. And guess what? Most computer programming uh, languages, I guess you'd say, um, are taught at, at, at technical colleges. You learn coding. You learn JavaScript. You can learn C+. You can learn C Sharp. Um, you can... There's so many things you can learn, robotics, programming, that list goes on and it happens at a technical college. Um, there's also engineering, cosmetology, pharmacy, tech, and the list goes on. Um, long story short, technical colleges are viable options and we need to have that in mind when we are speaking with our kids. The other, another route is community colleges. It's still a college, but it's often less expensive and there's less choices for programs, um, fields of study and stuff like that. It's just a smaller college, basically. And so there's less options, but it's also less expensive. And so if you know what you want to do and you don't have a lot of money or scholarships and you know that this community college has your program, it's a very, very good option. You save a lot of money and you're also able to go and get your degree in what you need with a lot less stress. Um, and then the, the 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 last one is your universities. Your typical cookie cutter way of getting post-secondary education. I won't lie. You, universities are losing popularity right now because of the abundance of free education that the internet has to offer. Lots of people are getting marketable skills through free internet courses and videos and then hitting the workforce. I know so many people that like there's a, a job posting for a pro, a coder, a coder, a computer programmer, a coder, and they bring people in and one person has a degree but zero experience. Another person is like, yeah, I self-taught myself on YouTube and I've been running my own business on the side for a couple of years. I have not been making much money but I have a lot of experience helping people in my neighborhood with these different programs and I can demonstrate that I am very efficient at what I do. Those people sometimes end up with a job over the people with the degrees because they have the skills. And so that's why universities are losing that popularity. However, I want to let you guys know, even though your kids are going to be having this, the, your kids know this thing that I just said, that, that universities are losing their popularity. Kids know that. However, universities are still very, very important because your lawyers, your teachers, your doctors, anyone in the medical, you know, your business, your admin, accountants, you still need college degrees because those take advanced training so you can learn because there's so there's different things to take into consideration besides just a marketable skill. 
there's knowledge that comes with the skill. Knowledge that can save your hide in a lawsuit. Um, all of these, you know, teachers and admin and people in education, we learn about FERPA. We learn about confidentiality. We learn about those things and the laws and the, the knowledge. We learn how to teach and how to be good counselors. Oh, but we also learn about some of these important policies that are statewide and nationwide. Um, lawyers, same thing, right? You have your confidentiality. You have to learn the, literally the law, all of the law in whatever field you practice because you, lawyers become specialty lawyers in the end, right? But you have to be very versed in the law. And so that's why you need a degree. Doctors, same thing. I would not let a doctor operate on me that's like, yeah, I have over 500 hours of YouTube watch. So, I, you know, I got this in the bag. I've binged Grey's Anatomy five times. Of course not. Your doctors need your degrees, your business degrees, your accountants, anyone in the medical field. Those people need their degrees, right? Universities play a very, very pivotal role. And also, let's not lie here. Going to college, going away from home, going to a university is also great life experience. You are in an apartment full of strangers who you need to learn to be friends with or at least get along with. Um, you're in a new city, so you have to learn the streets of the new city, learn where all the stores are, the bus routes, learn you know all the ins and outs and the nuances of living in a new community as a young adult. It's a very cultural experience too because you're away from home. That being said, there are less expensive ways of getting that cultural experience, of gaining life experience away from home. You, I mean, literally, if you're in Utah, you could move to Alabama, go on down to Birmingham, um, rent a cheap apartment and then get a full-time job as a, a stalker, a distribution center in Walmart, work at a Chick-fil-A, you know, flipping burgers at In-N-Out, Whataburger, whatever, and, and actually make money while you're getting this cultural experience. Now, being said, colleges are different, right? Because you have your, your activities, you have your sports. It's a it's like high school on such a bigger level. You have your your, your student councils, your your uh, student associations and stuff like that. There are leadership opportunities. Everything, all those good things that I mentioned about high school to teach you career skills, they intensify if you get involved while you're in college. Um, one of the things that I did my freshman year, so I went to Utah State University for six years because I got my master's. And my freshman and sophomore year at Utah State, I played this game called Humans versus Zombies. It was a game of tag across the entire campus. Literally over 3,000 students participated in it. It was huge. And it was literally just a game of tag. The zombies had a headband on, humans had armbands on, and the zombies were trying to tag the humans. And humans had nerf guns, and so if you shot a zombie, you were safe for 15 minutes, basically, until they respawned again. And it was so much fun. We learned team building. I met so many of my good friends through the game. We went to like they had night missions. And so you really learned campus really well because they're like, all right, we're going to go around the side of the engineering building. We're going to flank the humans on this side. We're going to put the zombies in the front. You guys know you're going to die. You're going to have to respawn 15 minutes after that. So we'll be prepared to drop to the ground so we can move past forward. Yeah, we're going to meet up at the statue of the mini fries. Like you learn campus so well through this game. And so universities, they have a lot more going for them than just 
the classes. I do wish it was less expensive. Obviously, we all wish it was less expensive, but there's such a great opportunity at universities. And so while in some aspects, I do agree that it is overpriced and it might be a waste of money for some. On the other hand, I do think it is worth it for the the networking and just gaining life experience and having that feel of community, being a part of something bigger than you is a great feeling. Um, and so, yeah, they all have their place. So as you talk with your kids, you'll help them figure out what plan is best for them. We need to speak highly of all the pathways because one is not better than the other. The mechanic going to a technical college is not lower than the doctor. And we as school counselors need to be better in the way we talk about post-secondary education. Anything that gives you some sort of certification, anything that requires one, two, four or more years of, of, of continued training is viable and is on the same field and is not less than than anything else so there you go guys um i'm excited for you guys i'm excited for us as we get into school year and start meeting with kids that is the funnest part of our job is talking to kids and helping them realize their dreams and then helping them make actionable plans to work towards those dreams it is so gratifying when um, so I, I, I've been a counselor just long enough to see my very first freshman ever, uh, I guess my very first seniors when I first started my my senior my seniors my very first year, they're graduating college now. They're, they're a lot of them are moving forward with their professional careers, and it's so gratifying to see them. Like they didn't know what they wanted to do until they had some of their CCR meetings with me, and now I see them doing their dreams. And so it's so it's so gratifying. It's so awesome to see that happen. And so uh, just have so much fun with it, guys. You know, help your kids realize their dreams, not their parents' dreams, but their dreams, and then help them work towards it. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Please be sure to share this episode and leave ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because it helps people to find the podcast. Hope you guys all have an amazing day, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.